video game news and video game music. This is Progress Bar. Welcome to the show. My name is Anthony Shelton. We are live on Spreaker.com. You can join the chat at Spreaker. You have to quickly register for an account, but it only takes a second. Once you do that, join the chat. Let me know how you feel about stuff. You can also hit me up on Skype and leave me a message there. And if I like what you have to say, I'll put you on air. You can also hit me up on speakpipe.com slash progress bar. And you can leave me a voicemail. And I will check those out. So... Before we get into the whole PlayStation 2 emulation, PlayStation 4 topic, which is uh, pretty fascinating, uh, I want to talk about my feelings about the first-person shooter genre, because I'm seeing some positive trends here that are uh, basically, I wouldn't say changing the shooter genre, but games are kind of coming into their own again after, you know, seven to ten years. It's, it's kind of nice. But I have to ask, what would your response be if your friend started acting like someone they're not? I know, I would be pretty put off. Be like, dude, like, why are you acting like so-and-so? Like, just be yourself. It's a type of insecurity, right? And this is the type of insecurity we've seen with... 343, DICE, uh, Danger Close when they were open, and other first-person shooter makers who aren't Treyarch, Sledgehammer, and Infinity Ward. Because all these people have been copying Call of Duty. They've been trying to implement Call of Duty in some form or fashion. And for the last few years, it just has not been working out. Right, you had Halo Four with kill streaks. You know, you earn a certain amount of points, and then you get a power weapon that you could call down on your own. Battlefield's campaign looks completely like Call of Duty, the Hollywood blockbuster type of set pieces, things like that. And then you got Medal of Honor, which was basically styled after Call of Duty, and we know what happened with that. Danger Close ended up closing down. But you might find a shift now. And I've noticed it ever since Titanfall. And then Advanced Warfare. Titanfall came in. Obviously, the guys who made Titanfall are the ones who made Call of Duty. And they're the ones who made Call of Duty 4. Modern Warfare, the one that kind of pioneered this generation of Call of Duty and multiplayer first-person shooters. So they come in and they put their own mark on what they've already done with Titanfall and add an element of verticality and more freedom of movement, wall running, you know, being able to ride the Titans, things like that. And of course, the Titans themselves. And then all of a sudden... You start to realize, man, there's something to this idea of freedom of movement. And then you see it implemented 
in Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. They add their own wall running and verticality and freedom of movement. Sledgehammer tries to make it like they weren't influenced by Titanfall. Totally influenced by Titanfall. And now where do you see it? Black Ops 3. Now more games are adopting verticality. Uh, Lawbreakers, kind of based off of Unreal Tournament. More verticality. And even games of the past, remember Unreal Tournament. Those games had verticality. So it's not like this idea of first-person shooters having more upward movement has never existed. It's just gone away. But now it's coming back. And it's coming back with its own style mixing with the modern first-person shooter. And I like it. It's fine. But I like how Call of Duty doesn't really feel like the most influential factor anymore. I can't say Titanfall is the most influential factor, even though for the last two years, it's been that game where people are like, okay, like there's something to the idea of giving more freedom of movement. Battlefield's always had verticality. It's just getting more of it as the games become more technologically advanced. So I'm playing uh, Halo 5, and I haven't been able to talk much about it because I haven't been able to play because I don't have time. But I noticed that 343, they've trimmed the fat. I'm playing it, and I'm like, man, this feels like an older Halo game without being an old, older Halo game. It's got the the feel of Halo 2, Halo 3, but yet it's still a modern Halo Because, you know, they experimented with Halo Reach and Halo 4, armor abilities, all these different things that convoluted Halo and the multiplayer and made it weird. And, you know, the strength of Halo is the multiplayer. And if the multiplayer is bad, well, you know, there's not much to it. But they've trimmed all that fat. They've trimmed off all that. We're trying to be like Call of Duty. And now it's... We're trying to be Halo, but a better Halo, or at least a different Halo. And I think they've succeeded with that. They've gotten, they trimmed off all the armor ability stuff. You know, they still got the, kind of the thrust ability. But it's all done with the idea of minimalization. Because Halo's never been about a whole bunch of different things that you can do, a la loadouts and things like that. It's always been about, you start with something... And you try to strategize around what you have. Because everybody's got the same thing. So everybody starts off fair. But you got to know where the weapons are and things like that. It's its own type of map control. Every first person shooter has the idea of map control. It's just the way Halo does it. It's always had its own flair. It's based on the arena shooter. But it's always had its own flair. And I like that. And I feel like. Man, 343 has the confidence to create their own game again. It's no longer Halo Duty or Call of Halo or anything like that. It's It feels like Halo. It acts like Halo. And 343 felt the security in themselves to go, we're going to make Halo. 
And I wonder now that Call of Duty is losing its grip, will more developers do that? I'm hoping so. I really do. Because Call of Duty is going to be Call of Duty at the end of the day. And there's no point in trying to get the Call of Duty audience because what you're going to do is if you get that Call of Duty audience, that coveted Call of Duty audience, when you release Halo, Battlefield, and you try to be like Call of Duty, well, guess what's going to happen when the next Call of Duty comes out? Those people are going to play Call of Duty because the original, they're originally the Call of Duty audience. There's, a, there's no point in trying to get the Call of Duty audience. Be satisfied with the audience that you got. Make moves and transitions that take advantage of what you have. I love the way gun battles happen in Halo. They're not quick. I love the way Battlefield has big, massive battles. Love it. And I also love the quickness and sharp controls of Call of Duty. There's something I like about each of them. And if 343, if DICE, if any other first-person shooter out there that's been copying Call of Duty, trying to get that Call of Duty audience, could take advantage. Now that, now that people know about them from trying to be like Call of Duty and, and incorporate their ways, now that people know about them, maybe they could go back to their roots now. Because Call of Duty just doesn't have the same influence anymore. So maybe they could go back to their roots and maybe we can have the diversity in first-person shooters that we want. That would be fantastic. Do you think they'll go back to their roots, first-person shooter games? Hit me up on SpeakPipe slash Progress Bar. Leave me a voicemail. Or you can hit me up on Skype, leave a message, and I'll put you on air. All right. Coming up next, we're going to talk about this PlayStation 2 stuff because this is really fascinating. PlayStation 2 emulation coming to PS4. Yeah, that's that's fascinating. This song is Inverted Vertigo by Ben Briggs. You can find it on the Pocket Mind soundtrack, which is available on Bandcamp. You're listening to Progress Bar.
That's Inverted Vertigo by Ben Briggs. You can find that on the Pocket Mind soundtrack, which is available on Bandcamp. This is Progress Bar Radio. My name is Anthony Shelton. So, PlayStation 2 emulation is possible on PlayStation 4. Now, there was an announcement. You can see it all over the publications. It's everywhere. But... Sony didn't really come out and announce it as Xbox or Microsoft did on the Xbox. It was just, it was found through an email and found I use loosely, but basically it was found that there is a Star Wars Battlefront PlayStation 4 bundle that comes with classic Star Wars PlayStation 2 games that you could play digitally. And it was like, oh, that's fascinating considering Sony has said that they're not interested in backwards compatibility and they haven't said anything since 2014 about PlayStation 1 and PlayStation 2 backwards compatibility so what's this about do they have an emulator on PlayStation 4 turns out they kind of do or at least they're working on it now Sony didn't actually announce anything though there's there's just this bundle that exists So Wired contacted them, and Sony emailed back saying, hey, yeah, we're working on PlayStation 4 emulation. We don't have any more details. And so that's their announcement and email response. So basically, if none of the publications or anybody would have asked Sony about what's happening with this, I'm not quite sure they would have said anything. So I wouldn't get too excited about this yet. Because Sony said, hey, we're not doing anything with backwards compatibility. We're focused on the now. Alright, that's cool. Now we see this. But there's no fanfare to it. I still get the impression they're saying we really still don't care about backwards compatibility. We're doing it because you want it, but we're not going to add any fanfare to it. We're putting it there because you want it, which I guess for fans, doesn't matter how you get it as long as you get it, right? But the fact that they announced it so quietly, Christmas is coming. For some people who don't have a PlayStation 4, this could be a reason to get it. Christmas is coming, you know, backwards compatibility is coming for PlayStation 2. We don't know about PlayStation 1, but at least PlayStation 2. So that could be a reason to invest $400, $350, $450 for Battlefront bundle. Why not? But I got the feeling that it's not as exciting as we would hope to be. Because if you think about the things that Sony's been saying in the past, you realize, ooh, this all might be tied to PlayStation Now. Because here's the thing, back in, I think it was 2013, when Sony was originally talking about PlayStation Now, they mentioned, we're going to have PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, and PlayStation 3 games. 
And then it became, well, we're not sure about PlayStation 1 and PlayStation 2, but we're definitely having PlayStation 3 games. And you see now, PlayStation Now is out, and it's only got PlayStation 3 games, and we haven't heard anything about PlayStation 1 and PlayStation 2 games. Until today. But even then, I just don't see this being about PlayStation Now and discs. It seems like it's just going to be PlayStation Now. Because the person who originally leaked the information that PlayStation Now was going to be about PlayStation 1, 2, and 3 games was working on PlayStation Now. Now, that could be a division of Sony where he just got some information, anonymously leaked it out, but he's working with PlayStation Now. Most of the information and focus he's going to be having is on PlayStation Now. So that just leads me to believe that it's going to be a PlayStation Now feature. There will also be trophy support for these PlayStation 2 games. Unlike Xbox Live, PlayStation 2 games didn't have connectivity with PlayStation Network because it didn't exist during PlayStation 2 days. Xbox Live has existed with Xbox since the original Xbox. So things that are tied to the account, your account, can transfer over. So backwards compatible games that you download digitally from the Xbox 360 can have trophies or Xbox achievements. That can't happen with PlayStation 2 games. Unless it's online and it's digital which leads me to believe that it's more likely to be on PlayStation Now and of course originally the PlayStation Now PlayStation Now was supposed to have one, two, and three games but now it's only got PlayStation 3 I don't know I don't like the way this is going I want to be excited Because I'd really like to go to GameStop and buy PlayStation 2 games because they're super cheap. And then be able to play them on my PlayStation 4. But it doesn't look like that's going to happen. It looks like this is going to be taken advantage of with PlayStation Now. And we're going to have to pay for it. For me, either way, I'm going to have to pay for my games. But you know how PlayStation Now works. They got that weird subscription or you can rent it type of thing. And I don't know if I want to pay for just playing PlayStation 2 games and maybe a few PlayStation 3 games. But I already got a Gamefly account. I might as well buy a PlayStation 2 and use Gamefly to rent my PlayStation 2 games. And then you have to wonder what games will be supported. Who knows? There's all the licensing issues so many factors that go into it if you've been following the xbox uh backwards compatibility stories you understand that backwards compatibility nowadays not easy but microsoft is making it happen so i'm not saying sony can't make it happen it's just what will happen you know they're gonna have stuff from square enix so final fantasy 12 for example i would like to be able to play that 
Never had a PlayStation 2, so I could play that. I'd be interested in Ratchet and Clank games. Jack games. Those are platformers. I'm a fan of platformers. It would be fun. Lots of Metal Gear games that I need to catch up on. That would be great if I could get my hands on some Metal Gear games. Shadow of Colossus. Every RPG you can think of. (laughs) Star Ocean. uh, Some Tales games. Kingdom Hearts. Haven't played those because I didn't have a PlayStation 2. A lot of great games on the PlayStation 2. But who knows what we're actually going to get. That's the sad part. But what games would you want to see on the PlayStation 2? Speakpipe.com slash progress bar. Skype. Message me. And I'll put you on air if I like what you have to say. This song is Cloud Chamber Melodic. It's by Ben Prunty. And it's on the Gravity Ghost soundtrack. Which is on Bandcamp. You're listening to Progress Bar.
That is Cloud Chamber Melodic by Ben Prunty. And that is available on the Gravity Ghost soundtrack, which is available on Bandcamp. And this song is Caverna del Pollo, which is available on the Guacamelee original soundtrack, composed by Romdi Prisco. And you can find that on Bandcamp. This is Progress Bar. That is Caverna de Pollo by Ron DiPrisco. You can find that on the Guacamole original soundtrack, which is available on Bandcamp. And that will do it for today's show. Thanks for listening. Remember, you can find me on iTunes. You can also hit me up on Twitter at SirKibble2. 
it's not too late to leave a message on speakpipe.com slash progress bar or Skype, also progress bar radio. Go ahead and leave me your thoughts on what we talked about today. How you feeling about PlayStation 2 emulation on PlayStation 4? You think it'll be everything you want? Think it won't be anything worth talking about at all? Where do you think first-person shooters are headed? Let me know. Uh, yeah, next week is Thanksgiving week, so I'm excited about that. I will be back Monday. So thanks for listening. I will talk to you later.